And good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us this half an hour. This is our half an hour that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area about issues that are important to you. And today we're talking with the VNA, VNA Lutheran Senior Life, um, of course, together with that. And the VNA is here today. We're going to talk about home modifications and home safety. And we're going to talk to an occupational therapist as well. I'm going to dig into what that means specifically here in just a moment. Before we do all of that, let me give you the different ways that you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio. We love you for it if you're listening that way because radio is our, you know, first love. But we know everybody's gone digital as well. So to follow those means down that path with us, you have Alexa-powered devices. You can just simply say, Alexa, play WISR 680. You have the Listen Live button where you can stream with us online. W, if I could say W, right? You think I could say W multiple times? WISR680.com. And then you're going to pick Listen Live. There's that button right there in the menu bar. Or if you need to leave us at any point, you need to come back at a different time. What you can do is listen to us, this in its entirety on our website with our podcast page. And again, WISR680.com. Then pick programs, let's talk, and then you'll have the VNA. All right. I think that's, oh, the mobile app. That's right. I knew I'd forget something. Uh, the mobile app, you can download that on any device that you have as well and listen while you're you're out and about or just walking around your house or doing chores. It doesn't matter. But thank you very much for being with us for this half hour. All right. Tyler Shore is in with us. He's an occupational therapist with the VNA. And Tyler, welcome to the program. It's nice to see you today. Good morning, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good to see you. I love, Now, it's interesting to me because I don't live your life as a medical professional. And every time I talk to a doctor or a nurse, I see all these letters you know, behind the name. So explain to me, I see MOT and then OTR with a slash L and then CAPS, C-A-P-S. What does all of that mean? So the MOT, um, it's, it's a degree, we're Master of Occupational Therapy. Um, most of us practice at either a master or a doctorate level at this point. Um, the OTRL is just our certification um, and licensure for, for the National Board of Occupational Therapy. Okay. And then the CAPS is a Certified Aging in Place Specialist. So that's something additional that I've obtained through the, it's designated through the National Association of Home Builders. And it just kind of designates that um, I have additional training in, in order to make recommendations on home safety and home modifications for seniors. Oh, okay. So do you need that in order to have a position like yours? Um. Not necessarily. All occupational therapists are trained to a degree in home modifications. Um, any occupational therapist that specializes in home health could come in and make appropriate recommendations for you as far as home modifications. But this is something something that I found very useful in, in my profession to kind of take that a step further. Um, just kind of opens up some more avenues for you. And I thank you for explaining it to us because uh, it's helpful, I think, as a client, a patient, uh, uh, someone that you're caring for to know that you have that additional training to be able to come into a home and, and recommend the, the home safety procedures, if you will, because we're not looking at people who just decided they'd look at home and say, you know what, you might want to pick up your rug, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like mom talking to you to say, Hey, why don't you do this? You know, you have specialized training in this. And I always think that's an added benefit for us to know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's correct. It, um, and it, it has been very helpful and useful and, you know, also comforting that people 
would know that we have right. that extra training. Right. Can you explain what occupational therapy means? I know we talk about physical therapy. I think we can imagine that. We've talked about occupational therapy many times, but I think a lot of people get lost in, in the types of therapies that are available. So explain to us occupational therapy. Yeah, sure. So in a general sense, in a broad sense, occupational therapy, um, what we do, especially in this specific setting, we assess um, an individual's function and safety in their individual home setting, whether that be a house, apartment, condo, senior living, um, in order to maximize their safety and their independence in that home setting. Um, we're very task-oriented as far as you know, exercises are concerned, um, retraining as far as daily living tasks, um, and that goes right hand-in-hand with uh, home modifications, whether that be something major like a bathroom renovation or something simple like you said just picking up rugs um for a service like like occupational therapy uh-huh. do we have to have a doctor's script or is it just a matter of us talking to our doctor or nurse and and deciding maybe that would be a good avenue what do we need to, what do we need to have you come and help us a doctor's script okay so, yep so the doctor would just send us uh, um script over to the vna um the general intake and they'd get us out there in a matter of 48 hours or so. Okay. Fabulous. All right. So, uh, what kind of generally speaking, and I'm not looking for names or anything, but what, 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 what do you do, uh, for folks? If you were to list, um, give us a list of things that you do within a home, what are you looking at? Um, so the first thing I look at my first day is general home layout, um, accessibility, you know, clutter, um, sometimes there's an excessive amount of clutter. We want to educate those those people, individuals on clear pathways, especially if they're using an assistive device like a walker or a cane. Um, home safety, if they've have if they've had any falls recently, if there's any fall risks such as the clutter, um, and you know any individual diagnoses or, or disabilities. Say if someone had a stroke, um, knee replacement, any orthopedic injury. Um, how that can tie in. So that's usually the first thing I look at. Yeah. Clutter can be a really big problem, can it? Because when you talk about falls, and I don't have the stats, maybe you do, I'm I'm kind of probably putting you on the spot by asking a stat, but um, there are a lot of people who fall and then end up in the hospital that don't end up going home because of that, isn't there? Sure. Yeah. As you age, um, it's a lot harder to bounce back from a traumatic fall and injury, such as a hip fracture. Um, We don't heal quite as well quite as easily as we used to as we age. So yeah, it is um, quite a problem. And there's, I would say the vast majority of falls are what we would call mechanical falls. So trip and fall because of clutter or improper footwear or improper use of an assistive device, things like that. Can you talk about why people have the clutter? And I I know that you're not a psychologist, psychiatrist, so I know you can't go down that path, and I understand that. But is this just generational, um, is it collectors? Is it just the fact that we didn't think about the rug that has the corner that's flipped up? You know, what do you see in homes? Um, I think part of it is, yes, the, you know, we don't think about it. We see it there every day. Um, and it's not something that we really think of as a safety issue. We're used to walking over top of that rug, you know, constantly, but what we don't take into account is, are those days we don't feel well or wake up in the middle of the night, it might not be as steady as we were. Um, sometimes I think it's a generational thing too. Older folks, um, 
you know, who didn't grow up with much or even may have lived through the depression, they have a, they have a hard time getting rid of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that as well. And then I'm wondering if it's generational and I may be very off on this, but uh, some homes, I never see a rug, you know, then there are homes of a certain generation that you see rugs, you know? So I'm, I'm wondering if it's just something that they're used to in the way of enjoying having the rug there. Yeah. Yes. And and they could be, sometimes we see rugs on top of rugs on top Mm. of rugs. Um, just to protect the rugs underneath. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, you know, it, like you said, not to dive into the psychology aspect of it, but, um, it's really, really an individual, right? R- you know, individual based thing that we see. Before we get to your recommendations with, with home modification and home safety, how do you deal w- with individuals who just want to keep what they have? And, and I can understand that. Absolutely. But when it does become a danger, how do you go through that conversation with them when you have to say, I, we keep picking on the rugs. I know there are so many other things in a home, but we keep picking on these rugs. But if you do have a situation where there is rug over rug over rug, and I'm sure there's some kind of sentimental value with that. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that conversation to say, we really do need to get these rugs out of here? It's a fine line that you walk. You want to be respectful. Um, you know, I always keep in mind that I'm coming in to their home to provide a service. So I want to be as respectful as possible. Um, I, I don't make any sort of demands. I don't Mm -hmm. take things away. Um, I want to come to an agreeable, you know, um, conclusion on, on what the safest path forward is. So I make recommendations and then there's a lot of compromising. Um, you know, no, I don't, I don't want to pick up this rug, but yes, maybe we'll move this dresser six inches over so I can get my walker through, um, to the other side of the bed. So you kind of have to give and take and, and pick your battles to look at the big picture to see what would be um, the most beneficial modifications and changes to prevent falls and T- what would just be nitpicking. Yeah, Tyler Shore is with us, an occupational therapist with the VNA. And I want to know about your your home safety. Let's go home safety first since we're talking about rugs and, and, and things that could be in our way. When you go into a home, again, if you were to make a top 10 list, do you have like the top five, if you would, um, uh, most dangerous um, issues that you see? Are they very common? Is it furniture? Is it rugs? Is it just clutter? What, what are you seeing? Um, I would say, yeah, clutter would be one. Um, the most common barriers that we would see to, to home safety and independence would, one, be entrances, getting in and out of the home, um, whether that be stairs, if they have stairs. Um, and sometimes something we don't really think of right offhand is not just the steps to get into the home, um, but the surface leading up to those steps. So is it gravel? paver stones, those things don't do very well with walkers. Um, we want to take a look at that. And, and then again, the steps, you know, if there, is there just a few steps? Is there a handrail? Would they benefit from a ramp versus an installation of a handrail? Um, another issue is bathrooms. We live in western Pennsylvania where many, many homes are older, older mm-hmm. than us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. And we don't, you know, homes weren't built um, with the idea of people getting old. Mm-hmm. So bathrooms are, are a problem. Lots very, you know, we, we don't see too many walk-in showers, really. Um, lots of tub showers for people. So you have someone that broke their hip. Um, they have very limited hip flexion, range of motion, or a knee, you know, knee replacement. Uh, they 
have a hard time stepping in and out of the shower. So that's usually a fall risk for people. Kitchens also, a lot of people fall in the kitchen. Um, and I don't really think it's too much as far as clutter, but just mismanagement like with their walker or their assistive device. They, made a, they may abandon it to go grab something out of an overhead counter. So we just want to train them on appropriate use of the walker and then placement of mostly used items where they can access it without um, carrying it carrying it while trying to grasp their walker at the same time. Right. Is that a difficult task for individuals to switch around their kitchens? Because I know where my stuff is in my kitchen, right? I know exactly where to go get it. And yes, some things are way too high for my head and I have to go get the stool. And, and if people still are in that thought process, is it difficult for them to switch around their kitchen so things are at eye level or, or at a reachable level? Not so much. I would say that's one of the easier things to convince someone to do because if they're having difficulties in the kitchen, usually they're already halfway there. Mm, You see a lot of things laying out on the counter, um, things that they use a lot. um, So you kind of just have to take it a a step further with them. But that's usually one one of the easier things to convince somebody to do. Yeah. Anything else happening in the kitchen besides falls? Do you see burns or do you see anything that you could shift around? Like if there are all these products on the counter, is there a way to move them to give space for someone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do see burns sometimes. Okay. Um, and a lot of that can be obviously transportation of boiling water to a, to a sink. It ideally, you know, and we're not going to, recommend somebody have a complete kitchen redo, but it would be nice to have their, their stovetop next to their sink for, for matters like that. Um, if not, yes, you want to maximize your counter space so they could, say, slide items, um, especially hot items, put them on a burner pad and slide them across the countertop to where they need to go versus carrying them. What do you do? What does a client do after you've come in and given the recommendations? Is there help and assistance to get like a homemaker over that, that would be wonderful. But I know, you know, that that's costly, but that's kind of the point. So if you're not seeing a lot of walk-in showers and I know everyone's different, so I can't speak for everyone, but let's just say it may be too expensive for someone to go ahead and, and put in. Is there financial assistance for someone that, that they can possibly renovate at least part of their home? Yeah, sure. So there, a lot of this is again taken on a case by case individual basis. Um, some of that would be age based and income based, also where you live, your zip code. Um, for example, um, in here in Butler County, just locally, um, there's the Butler County Area Agency on Aging, and they sponsor the I believe it's called the USDA 504 program. So they offer a 1% interest loan to low-income homeowners in mostly rural areas of Butler County Mm -hmm. um, to those with disabilities and seniors. And then there are grant funds available to seniors up to, I believe it's $7,500, where you don't have to pay that back. Um, Allegheny County offers a similar program. Um, It's called the Allegheny Home Improvement Loan Program. And they offer... Again, it's income-based, 0% or 1% um, interest loans um, up to, I believe, dollars $24,000. Um, and they have flexible uh, forgiveness periods as far as payback, as far, you know, 12 to 240 months. And the same goes for Butler County, I believe. Um, if an individual is involved in the VA, the Veterans Administration, they pay for a lot of stuff, um, you know, at no, at no cost for um, to the individual. Um, and a lot of these, 
a lot of modifications really aren't high cost. Um, you can get, you know, maximum benefit out of something that's very low cost. So we would say like low cost versus high impact. A lot of people can get by. You don't need a total bathroom renovation if you can't get in and out of your shower. You don't need a barrier-free shower or walk-in shower. Um, a shower chair, a couple of grab bars. And even nowadays, you see a lot of what we call tub resections. Someone would come, come in and cut out a section of your tub to make it a step-through tub. And you can buy pre-finished, uh, prefabricated fiberglass um, moldings at big box home improvement stores that fit right over top of the really the cutout, and you just step right through it and sit down in a shower chair, and those so run about three hundred fifty dollars. So really, so you're going to have to explain that a little bit more to me because I don't think I've ever heard of that, but I haven't been in the position to have mm -hmm. to investigate that. So we don't need a whole entire shower remodel. This is just making an adjustment to our current tub. Just the current tub. Yep. Um, as long as you don't have a you know, a cast iron or porcelain tub sure, that you can't sure. get through. Yeah, but right. most, most um, tubs are fiberglass and they would be able to come in. Someone would be able to come in and cut a section out that would that would fit the dimensions of the um, prefabricated pieces that you would purchase, again, like I said, for just a couple hundred dollars. Um, they would caulk those prefabricated pieces in and you could use the shower the next day oh that is fabulous that's and an excellent idea you yeah you could couple that with a, a few other low-cost items like you know two grab bars and a shower chair and a handheld shower and you would have a perfectly safe feasible um walk-in shower for Isn't that a, a yeah. couple hundred dollars i'm glad you mentioned that because i don't think we've ever talked about that on this show so it's a great alternative to mm -hmm. having a, an entire shower redo for those companies out there who do do you know remodels you know that's always an option too mm -hmm. but if you don't have the money or the opportunity that's a great option so how do we find out about those kinds of of um, individuals that would do that work do we contact you and, and you could point us in the right direction yes um, um we most of us home health occupational therapists, even especially at the VNA, we have contacts that we um, have as far as home accessibility contractors um, and handymen, people that specialize in just this right. type of work. Because um, sometimes it, it can be hard to get a, you know, a general contractor that may be busy with a $30,000 kitchen redo to come put in a couple of grab bars. So in, we, we have individuals that we work with that we know that that specialize in that and they'll, they'll come out and do small jobs, big jobs, whatever needs to be done. Cause there is a, there is a calling for it. There's a big need for it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about more home modifications, if you would, because as you're talking, I'm thinking, Oh, what else do you have? <laughs> because I think it's worth talking about these modifications that we're not aware of because I'm, I'm thinking maybe some people haven't contacted their, occupational therapist or their PCP to get the doctor script to go down this road because they're imagining all of these huge high priced fixes and they just don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the things that hold people back from kind of going down this journey? Yeah, I think so. People think that it's going to be a uh, major out of pocket cost to them. Um, but like I said, in the scheme of things, it, sometimes you can, many times you can couple various low cost items together to make a big, big impact. And the the price of a couple of home modifications versus if you can't function in your home versus if you're looking at a nursing home or a senior living facility, the cost of modifying your home could be minuscule compared to what you would pay on a monthly basis there.
And, you know, I think it's so normal. And I chuckle at myself all the time when this happens. When you're talking, I I can imagine myself in front of the tub going, now, why didn't I think of that? You know, I mean, it's something that you see every day. That is usually the response we get when I show, I have, you know, a picture saved on my computer. I'll show people and recommend, say, the tub cut out. They say, well, why didn't I think of that? I have a son or I have a nephew. I have someone that can do that Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Right. And it's such a simple solution. So give me something else, whether it's the bathroom or another uh, area of the home that you have a, an, I say easy fix, but easier than a high priced remodel. Um, Grab bars just around the house in general are very cheap um, and very, very beneficial. Handrails, you know, you'd be surprised how many entrances to homes that we see just a few steps three four steps without a handrail you put a handrail especially on both sides of that it'll make would make you know a world of difference and couple that even with a a a small handle or grab bar getting into the entryway of the home um threshold ramps you know sometimes we see mismatched thresholds where the kitchen floor may, may set up two inches higher than the living room floor so um you can purchase small aluminum or rubber threshold ramps on, you know, at various places online to eliminate that, especially if you're wheelchair bound. Um, the bars go a long way, handheld showers. That's something that's extremely cheap and simple. It, you can do that yourself. You just grow off the shower head and, and screw that on. But yeah. it, 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 t- it eliminates you from, if you're using a shower chair to stand and turn, um, it, lim- it eliminates a, a major fall risk, lots of steps, unneeded steps that don't need to be taken. Um, when you say hand uh, handrails or, or grab bars, when you mentioned putting, putting them throughout the house, again, another thing I never even thought of, because every time we've talked about the grab bars, I automatically think of the tub, but you're saying that they could go throughout the, the house in different spots. Sure. We see them like in um, hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be put in kind of like a stair rail, you know, through the length of the hallway. Um, Different areas in the home where an individual may need just a a boost getting up a step, like in and out of a garage entrance or exit. Um, We see a lot of those. Um, um, Yeah, and they've come, we've come so far with that sort of stuff. They don't have to be visually displeasing. Um, The aesthetics are there. You, you know, you could buy grab bars and, you know, multiple different finishes to match the finishes of the, your kitchen appliances or bathroom appliances. So, um, you know, woodworking, they can, they can fit in well with your home. They don't have to stick out like a sore thumb. And I think it's a mindset too, because if I have, if I have that kind of stuff, this is the personality that I have. I'd be like, that's my grab bar. You know, (laughs) it's just the way you think of it. It's just a matter of that's what I like. And that's in my home and that's what I need. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just being self-assured that that's, that's what's in your life, and that's yeah. okay. Absolutely. Another area of the home, another quick fix that you might have. Um, entrances. Entrances and exits to home are, are a big problem that we see. Um, you know, ramps can go a long way, whether that be a wooden, a wooden ramp that, that you could uh, build, but now you can buy modular aluminum ramps that come in three-foot sections. Usually they're, eh, I think it's about a five-by-five five platform, and then you couple that with three-foot sections. They're not all that difficult to install. Um, goes a long way as far as being able to safely get in and out of your house. Um, even, you know, small pieces of inexpensive equipment, say, for example, you're having trouble getting on and off the toilet. 
A, you can go purchase a, a new ADA height toilet, which an ADA height would be somewhere between 17 to 19 inches, they say, from the floor to the to the seat height. So it's a little bit higher. Um, or one of us OTs can order you a, a Versa mode, we would call it, that would fit over top of your toilet. There are a couple of different options. Raised toilet seats, the Versa mode, toilet safety rails, something to increase the height and give you something to push off of from the toilet. Um, you know, those would be $50 or, or under, um, you know, to a very cheap fix. Right. From your work being an occupational therapist with home modifications and home safety, um, your industry, are you keeping people at home longer? It seems like people want to be home longer and longer. Yeah, people want to be home longer. I think we are. Um, you know, we, we find a lot of people going directly from the hospital to the home setting, so we are seeing some more acute things, diagnoses in the home. I think COVID had uh, played a role in that. Um, people would prefer to be home. Um, but yeah, you know, seniors, we're, we're, baby boomers are aging in the home modification industry. They call even have a term for it called the silver wave. So, so these baby boomers that are aging, that are retiring, there's just, there's not enough beds for, in nursing homes and assisted living facilities to accommodate all the people that are going to need them in the coming years. So, um, yeah, people want to stay at home and they have to stay at home. Right, right. Absolutely. So what else do you want the, the community to know? I know we only really have about five minutes left with you. So um, what do you want the community to know about what you do at VNA and and the suggestions that you have for home modifications and home safety? Um, I mean, even if you didn't have, you know, you don't have to have, you know, a specific idea of what you feel that needs done in your house. Um, that's it, This is all an individualized plan of care, individual case guy, by case basis. Um, we would just need a referral from your doctor to, to come in to do a home assessment. Um, and then we could make recommendations and as far as adaptive equipment, you know, modifications. And again, don't think that it's gonna, you're gonna um, spend a fortune on, on a bathroom remodel or an expensive elevator, stair glide. There are there are lots of low cost options out there that can be very beneficial to you as far as home safety and fall prevention. Yeah, and Tyler, I know you're you're new to the area, so welcome to the area. I hope you enjoy Butler County and uh, the VNA. Great people at the VNA. Um, how's your time been so far since uh, you've started with the VNA? It's been great. It's it's a great company to work for. Um, really a team atmosphere. I feel like we all communicate very well. Um, and you know, there's no doubt in my, in my mind that we consistently have the best interest of the patients, you know, in our, in our work every day. Yeah. We, we speak to the VNA of course, quite often and, and you're new, you're here. So you made it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you made it through the radio program. So I love the fact that you're here and, and thank you so much for, for coming in and helping us out with this. Um, how do we contact the VNA um, in order to, to just even ask questions? Because maybe folks are hearing us today and they think, okay, what did they talk about 20 minutes ago? But I, I liked what they did say. So how do we ask questions about this? Sure. Our general contact or number is 724-282-6806. Um, and they just call in and they can get the message to, you know, an OT in your area. There's, there's several of us. We mm -hmm. cover a, um, a large coverage area that, and we can reach out to you or, or again, get a, 
you know, just get a referral from your doctor and we can come out with and meet t- with you in person. And again, you are working, working hard. You never stopped working uh, throughout the past couple of years with the BNA. Um, so the BNA has always been helping people and, and will continue to do that no matter what the next year or two or, you know, 25 years uh, holds for us. So uh, you are, of course, uh, appreciating these safety measures and, and going out and continuing to help the community. So we do appreciate you in, in doing that. Are you still helping people virtually at all at this point? Do you know? Um, th- there are some telehealth visits um, if someone um, would would need done. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- I would say the vast majority of our visits right now are in person. Um, and again, we, we follow all local and CDC guidelines, always masked, um, sanitizing equipment after each use. Um, right now we're wearing face shields where, you know, we go by the local positivity rate in, mm-hmm. in the county. So we take full precautions as well. All right. Fabulous, Tyler. Tyler Shore, he is an occupational therapist uh, with Geriatric Care Services with the VNA of Western PA. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in here today. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment. If you joined us late and would like to listen to this program in its entirety, you can do that on our website. So what you do is you go back onto WISR680.com. You pick programs, let's talk, and then look for the V&A, and you're going to find the audio right there. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.